In between the beginning and end of life, there is creation. And in between the beginning and end of creation, there is time for the Forecast Podcast. Welcome. I'm your ever-intrepid host, Sophie O. My guest today is Emily Colvin, and what's great about Emily as an artist and a person is that she's got her fingers in a lot of different pies. She she makes clothes, she helps run her family's restaurant, and believe it or not, she builds gods. Yes, gods. We talked about all that and more, and you can hear it all right now. I am here with forecast artist Emily Colvin. How are you doing, Emily? Hi. Good morning. Good. <laughs> oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that it's morning for you. And I'm like, wait, she got it wrong. But no, you didn't. It's just afternoon for me. <laughs> so, Emily, you are, like I said, an artist with forecast. You are a fine artist who works with, I believe, sculpture. And you work a lot with glass. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about your artistic endeavors and your medium. Um. Okay, so... Uh, artistic endeavors I like to use things around me and it kind of started with clothes a little bit with found objects you could paint on and boards and canvas different things like that and so exploring that I think glass was the most interesting for me it was that you could still really see the material It didn't really dry and change its form very much. So that was really cool with with the ability to discover kind of how the different materials would work and getting to witness it because you can see through the glass. So working on that, I accidentally stumbled upon a man who was working on his really big glass collection going into the Pinacoteca in Mexico. And when I went into the studio, he his medium was working and painting on glass. So it was really serendipitous. I was very lucky and I was also ended up getting to mentor with him for three years. So it just turned into a full development of my ability to be confident in chance and discovery and playing with material and um, it being received and having, you know, kind of like an outlet in the world. So since then, I would say probably about 2014 to 16, like growing into that, I started seeking an art community and having my own art shows, just um, being like kind of brave and putting it out there. And it's been like that for a while now. So I've invested in keeping my art studio and I got to meet this crew of people that led me into like a dinner and then an experience of really awesome conversations and then bam forecast is now like in my life so (laughs) all right thank you that's I love hearing about how people come into contact with forecast because everyone always has something good to say about it I mean I do of course but and if I didn't this wouldn't be the place to say it but anyway right (laughs) hey maybe this is the place to say it (laughs) maybe but I don't have anything yet (laughs) So, and I know you know Farida Amar, our amazing, uh, um, not editor, but like creative uh, director. Couple, and- 
Yes. Oh my God. I always forget her title. Yeah. I loved her, but I can never remember that part. She did say that you two are close friends, but also that she told me a little bit about like what you do. I know that you're, um, and I'm going to mispronounce this word because I do every time. Uh, sommelier at your family's restaurant. Oh, a sommelier. Sommelier. Wow. Okay. Thank you. I probably wouldn't call myself a sommelier, but we do have, you know, the opportunity to explore a lot of different wines in different regions and learn about pairing them and stuff like that. So that's a very fun other side of my life. I work with my family and we have an Italian restaurant. Yeah. And are there any ways in which like that part of your life and like the more like forecast centered art part of your life, do they ever like interact with each other? I haven't really utilized like specifically the brands together but Mm -hmm. I have bridged you know the skills I think it takes to be in hospitality I think in one way yeah you can work on something and always get better at it but in other ways sometimes you're natural at things Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that was probably my more natural side and I'm a Leo so people don't associate that with being shy very often but or having a lack of confidence but I think what's cool about Leos is actually within having a little bit of um, confidence and that like natural charisma and stuff. If you can exercise that often, then it does become a strength. And I think what has helped me in my art isn't, isn't only just the artwork, but it's able to kind of connect with people. And so in that they are hand in hand. I love that because I could see like artists, I feel a lot, especially starting out, we don't always know how to sell ourselves very well. Mm -hmm. And so I could see that part of the job in the restaurant coming into play with the art Mm -hmm. and just sort of learning how to like promote yourself to say, this is what I do and not just be so hesitant about it. It's a lot of, um, you know, what they say, the elevator pitch. So, you know, when when you grow up in a family restaurant, people watch you go through college and then into your first big travel and your first big move. Like, you can't help it. You're, like, in in a community, you know. So often, what do you do? How is it going? How's your art? You know, you kind of – it's, like, almost to to, to be polite, you update people. So with that, it's, like, you know, people, they're interested. And whenever you say, I'm an artist, people – uh, you know, they perk up a little bit like, wow, what is that? You know what I mean? What even is mm-hmm. that? So then you have an opportunity to show them and then you just, you forget like, oh, can I buy that? You're like, wow, yeah, let's do this, you know? So it definitely has helped. I I would say I have a lot of collectors from that side of Hollywood and Los Angeles. Nice. I just interact with them a lot, you know? Yeah. Though you say artists, I mean, people perk up when you say you're an artist. I mean, they do, if you're in a certain area where I'm from right now, people just sort of go, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, moving on to the next topic. <laughs> you got to elaborate. You got to keep going. You have to. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I'm, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not great at that. Yeah. So, do you have any advice for me? <laughs> um, I would say like, 
the advice is sometimes like it can get annoying, but sometimes you need to like talk about your projects when people Mm. are like, how's it going? Instead of responding like, fine, you just be like, Oh, I'm working on this project right now. And you just kind of like talk about it. And it's like, some of your friends will be like, man, she really just talks about herself all the time. But at the end of the day, you see people reaching their goals when they're like kind of really associating themselves with them all the time. I feel that. Yeah. And I just, I try to talk about my projects as much as possible, but it always feels like, oh my God, I'm yeah. not cliche. I'm just like always saying I'm working on a screenplay. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, cool. Well, then you just say like, I have a goal, you know, I want to finish it by this time. And then you can like turn it back on them. What's your three month goal or whatever, you know? I mean, if you, cause you can always use that as an opportunity to bring it out of other people also. If there's like that place, that space you make for like, to, for them to answer a question too. Okay. Wow. That's, yeah. I never thought of it like that. That's actually really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to start a new section of the podcast where you just give me advice. No mm-hmm. one else. I got this. No, no one's going <laughs> to write in and be like, uh, Emily, I need help. It's just yeah. for me. <laughs> I'm going to therapy. Anyway, but speaking of projects, there is one project that Farida mentioned that I really, really want to talk about with you. You are building a god? Yeah, I'm building a, go- a go- custom goddesses. How does how do you even, like, how does that idea even pop into your brain and how do you go about it? Um, The idea was, like, more of, like, a vision, I guess. I was visioning a lot of sort of I okay so the work is very sparkly it's very it has iridescent qualities and it's I'm very drawn to it because I can utilize light and the light depending on where you are positioning your the pieces of glass whether they're not broken they're just flat or there's layers on top of the glass or they were smashed and now you're like creating reflections so all of my collectors and peers you know here and there have mentioned things like well what if you lit it up what if you were lighting it up and it's like I like that I, I like that idea but I've been really interested in like the natural elements of the light so I couldn't really get into LED. I couldn't really get into the projectors. I don't know how to like produce something like that than to like sell that. I don't, and I'm, I'm not necessarily in it to sell it, but I'm wanting people to be able to take it with them, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how I'd be able to do that. And I started like thinking about the different other artificial lights. And so obviously there's argon and neon. And so I took a neon class. I built a box, which is the one behind me. And I put like, I, I did a design where you could intersect the colors. And so it would create this like wafting and in the brain. And then I thought if I can create an environment where my glass pieces are in some way redirecting this light work or like inviting it to become like a source of power within the pieces, then I can have this ascending like feeling that something can really last longer than me. 
And oh. so I don't know where the vision, like it, so the vision led to the vision and then all of those thoughts that I just said, and then actually trying to make them physical, real. And so this was the first piece aside from all of the different things I've done with glass. This was the first neon so far. I want to grow this collection so that each goddess can be with kind of like her own source. And there's so many and we're all so many at once and at different times. So that's been kind of like the fun part is definitely like relearning all that and creating um, sort of an extraterrestrial, esoteric feeling that I hope maybe I don't really have to explain. I want it to be able to be an involuntary participation when upon like visiting. And I don't, and I, I can imagine like with the right photography, it can be just as effective. So I'm really excited about all the different elements about how to translate the story of this. And I think all of that vision kind of started out because when I was with my mentor, he seemed like a well of knowledge and ideas and spur of the moment, like ahas, you know, like this guy was on fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, how do you deconstruct that? Where was his origination from? And it was so authentic. He was a Spaniard and all of this stuff came from his mother and his religion and his grandmother and the things that the women in the religion would do, you know? So I just kind of like had to think about what, what is my religion? And I like kind of grew up Catholic, kind of grew up Christian. A lot of different books were introduced to us because my mom was just kind of cool about where we would find that safe place because like I think the main focus of religion is typically going to be like okay what happens to us when we die you know so it's like just simplifying things like that what made me feel okay and not really as scared when I was a little girl about like my parents dying or me dying what, what's going to happen to us so the thought of that is when I remember just learning about the the religions and the mythologies that stood where when you die, you actually reincarnate, you are be, can become a god, you can become admired, you can become strength for more in different ways, like things like that. And so as not to be a god, but to ascend as like godly, I think is like mm -hmm. the way I felt okay with dying so I'm just trying to like create a, a collection that can mean something to me like that and there's lots of things that are like fun you know we work with I, I, I work with collaboration on apparel and funky stuff like that and you know I dabble in canvas painting and I just the glass is just all such it's so much more serious to me I'm so much more drawn to it so I like to do things with it, with it that hold that kind of like space, I guess. That's such an interesting way to think about a God, like just to be just to sort of ascend to godliness after death. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was interesting because as you were talking, I was like, I wanted to ask, are your goddesses the goddesses of anything? Like, are they like the goddess of love or the goddess of light or like yeah, anything like that? But I think those, I don't know if those ideas like 
can like bounce off each other or not. Well, I think that's what's cool about learning that you have all of them inside of you. It's just which ones are activated. Oh, wow. And then, you know, hopefully we can create a, a room basically that when people walk into it or walk up to it, they're like drawn to a certain thing or a certain one. And they don't really need to know why until they ask and want to know why. And then that's when they can Mm -hmm. learn like what that one was kind of like brought into like a physical form, like what was, which one inspired that. And that can be as simple as the colors or the feeling that the Mm -hmm. neon gave me when I looked at it, you know what I mean? Different things like that. So it gets to be like, um, in your brain and kind of physical in your heart. <laughs> you think, you think you're the goddess of anything, Emily? I think definitely I have to be the goddess of like my own world. Mm. You know, I'd like to think that I am the goddess of my relationship, like the, the, my romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like to think I'm the goddess of like, you know, what I can control, my happiness, my strengths, my focuses, different things like that. That all makes that makes perfect sense. I think like I think like all the girls are goddesses. That's like a shared responsibility, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we all have different strengths, like leaps and bounds. So it's just recognizing what we have to offer as, like, our best. You know, it's probably not always, like, you make, you're witnessing yourself 24-7, so you're you're going to slip. You know what I mean? But we try mm-hmm. to at least be our best for, like, our friends and our, you know, our parents and stuff like that. And then you just yeah. kind of have to, like, refocus it and be like, if I can do the best for myself, then people will get the best of me. So if we can just keep reminding ourselves of that then we're all like kind of on that right like track of blazing our own trail you know what do you look like when you're at your best um I would say uh probably like a sense of like calm like I would say I don't know what I look like but I maybe the feeling I give off Mm -hmm. would probably be calming and try to be like comforting and sort of a wise way of not knowing at all, but knowing that like the sureness of like whatever happens will be okay. You know, that feeling you can kind of give give people when you're around them. I feel like that's when I'm at my best. I think when I'm looking in too much, I I can lose sight of what is like, you know, what they say you should be grateful for, what you already have Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, it's that whole, like, count your blessings. Yeah, it sounds, like, cheesy, but, like, I mean, that's just what it is, you know? <laughs> like I said, yeah, we slip, we slip, but that would be, like, my best, I guess. Nice, nice. So you named your cat Lana Del Rey. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so adorable. I know you're a big Lana Del Rey fan. Um, <laughs> what, what is she the goddess of? Actually, let me ask that. What is Lana Del Rey the goddess of? Lana Del Rey is the goddess of routine. <laughs> she keeps her routine. She wakes up very early. She knows what she wants. She's ready for nap time. That's the cutest noise. Yeah, she has a boyfriend. His name's Minnow. 
Oh, wow. Um, I got Minnow first. He's the older kitty. And then I felt like he needed a little partner in crime. (laughs) So I got Lana Del Rey. And they have been hanging out for like six years now. Seven years, almost seven years now. That's adorable. Good for them. Yeah. They don't hiss or scratch. They're so nice. I love that. I I love cats so much. I really wish I can get one. But my mom hates them and I can't afford to move out of my parents' house yet. But anyway. Uh, uh, so I know you said at first that you were working with clothes. Do you still work with yeah. clothes like like anymore or is that like maybe yeah side for now or i would say like even a little sewing box was my first little creative art box Mm -hmm. and growing up i don't know like you know how it is how you hate how your parents dress you so i was like as soon as i could use the scissors i was cutting my clothes and sewing them different ways and layering things and being like why do i have to wear all those layers if i can just add the the trim you know different ideas creative stuff deconstructing and reconstructing so that was always fun and i still have my little sewing box like literally in the living room so yes i I got into this thing where I was painting on painter's pants. I was just freaking mesmerized by the pure white pants at Home Depot all the time. So I bought some one day and I made them and I was wearing them and I got a little bit of attention from them and then I got a little bit of encouragement and I was like, cool, I'm going to make some pants. And they just started popping off. We took cool pictures of them And they went like a little bit mini viral in my own little art circle. And it totally supported me through like, I live by myself right now. And it's not, it, it, you know, when it goes from living with someone to not, Mm -hmm. it's all on you, baby. So you got to like perk up, get real and decide what you like and what you want. And I wanted to keep my place. I love my place. So I um, went through that like little financial dip, just kind of clearing the space and reclaiming it. And I was producing these pants and it was so, it was like superpower. It was so fun and loving and cool. And everyone was having so much fun. And I got a bunch of money from (laughs) collectively making all my, all my homies my artwork. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got back to like expressing myself like that a little bit too. My partner and I now, he had this really dope idea to do this ball mask. So Mm -hmm. we made a bunch of hats. I even have one right here. Oh, let me see. And they're like these little masks with straps in them. And you can wear it like as a little mask. Oh, wow. So we made a bunch of these, different colors, different fun, different faces. And that is, like, so fun to me. I've never had more fun creating a character and a little, like, the beginning of a brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's been fun. And then I don't really mass produce the pants or anything like that at all. I do everything's everything's pretty much commissioned. And I am waiting for, like, you know, hopefully one day – 
someone's like, let's do this line together and we will collaborate. Hopefully that's my partner and I. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of been, it kind of popped off again a little bit this spring. So yeah, I've been, when pa when painting and developing something more serious, kind of like a, like a brain baby, like like a collection of something that can hold the test of time, you know, it, it weighs on you a little bit and you just want to throw paint around and spray paint and cut things and smash things. So I definitely have a lot of that incorporated into my studio. Oh God. I can't imagine how beautiful it is. Just like full of like fabric and glass and like deities apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Made of fabric. And, uh, it's like, it's gotta be beautiful just a sight to behold in a good way yeah it's beautiful chaos sometimes things break that you didn't plan on breaking but those are like the rubies in the grass that you just like pick out every single piece and make it something else like you let it be reborn yeah you know and honestly beautiful chaos would make for a kick-ass like clothing lining mm -hmm. so keep that in mind unless you think of something else it's all good <laughs> also, I really want you to make me a pair of pants. Ah, oh, I would kill. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Emily, for talking with me today. I had so much yeah. fun. You got it, babes. And so, our time together, for now, is over. Our time together will come again. Now is the time for creation and exploration. The moon rises. The sun sets. I'm Sophie O, and this has been the Forecast Podcast. Thank you.